Rise and shine. It's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. And Christian Peck Dimmitt. Do you want to keep this job? Shut up, listen, learn. The region's only local sports talk show. Discussing it all from the preps to the pros. What time is it? Dancing! Simulcasting on AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. Streaming online at nwksradio.net and the Rocking M app. They are everywhere. The Blitz is presented by the insurance agency, the Farmer State Bank in Oakley, the Cowboy Corner Express, and Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell. Stop what you're doing and listen. Jones on the left wing. Driving into the lane, leaves it off for Tubbs, attacks the rack, oh, did the Rimmo with money, punched it home. Marie Martin throws the ball back up top to Hope Beerman, hands it off to Sister Hope, they swing it left side, Martin, they post back up Blocklinger, Blocklinger's under the basket, finds Mitchek, triple team, Jack's able to shovel it out, Haley Beerman, three ball on the way, good, three threes tonight for Haley Beerman. There's a steal, picked her pocket, took her lunch money right to the rim, up and good. It's got 11 in the frame, 22 in the ball game, and that's steal number five for Elizabeth Barton. Ball into Noel. Noel goes up, blocked by Cure, and then Chanette with the ball coming out of that block. Chanette down the floor, stops at the far side elbow, hands off to Brumbaugh, gets downhill, the finger roll is in. Lays it over the lip, 13 for Brady Brumbaugh. The lob ahead to Parker Brown, finds Furphy, dials up a three. He got it! The biggest bucket of the ball game goes to Johnny Furphy. Arthur with the outlet pass to Tyler Perry. Perry into the front court. Good pass inside and a throw down for Will McNair. Hey, happy Monday, everybody. We're back here on the Morning Blitz on 102.5 U-Rock, AM 730, Fox Sports, Tri-State. Ross Folkberg, Christian Peck Dimmitt with you here. On a foggy Monday, 31 degrees, our way to a high of 53. I tell you, I don't know about other people out there. I told my wife this multiple times yesterday, but I thought this is one of the weirder weather weekends I can remember. Where it's starting of February, so we're right in the middle of winter. And not really a snowy weekend, but a rainy weekend. Where it rained off and on. There was over an inch of rain that fell in over the last, you know, the weekend. You know, it was like living in Seattle for three days, Christian. I don't know about you, but that's what it was like at my place. It was very weird. And the fogs, uh, you know, driving home in the fog on Friday night. Well, me in my case, riding home in the fog. Nonetheless, it was pretty foggy out there on Friday night and foggy again this morning. You know, there's an old, that's that old wives tale, you know, 90 days after a fog, you can expect a big rain and. There could be a lot of rain coming coming around my my birthday. Yeah, ask ask a lot of farmers. That's a thing. It is. It is a thing. Good to know. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we didn't get as much rain uh, as you guys did, or maybe I was just indoors. Oblivious. Didn't notice, but I don't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think that we got maybe as much as I was expecting. Maybe it's because I went into this weekend expecting what was forecasted, which was a block of forty eight hours of straight rain, which. Thankfully, is not uh, what we got. I, I don't. don't I, I don't know. Does it? It is, it is a weird. Does weekend, it ever rain forty-eight straight hours in Michigan? Probably. It's definitely happened. Okay. I, was gonna, I don't know if it ever rains forty-eight straight hours out here. We're lucky if you get, you know, forty-eight straight minutes <laughs> out here. Uh, so to see it kind of rain off and on throughout the weekend, that was that was pretty unique. But 
Anyway, do you have a good weekend, Christian? He's everyone. From what I've visited with Christian so far, he seems a little. He doesn't seem as chipper as he usually does. I told him he needs to get some coffee in that coffee cup that he has water, and at least that's what he says I he know, has I in keep, there. But I've set the bar low that I'm drinking water in this cup. Uh, maybe I do need some coffee. I don't know. I feel I feel just fine, and uh, I played. Maybe it's because I played basketball uh, yesterday. Uh, Stevens, the elder or the younger, depending on who you're asking. Uh, played some, organized some threes yesterday, and I don't know, maybe I'm just getting old. I can't finish a, a session of hoops without hurting something these days, and I took a knee to the calf, and so I'm limping around like a like an old man here in the station this, this fine morning. So we have the we have the truth has come out on the air. His pride was hurt because he's <laughs> limping around. Uh, he oh, physically got hurt fine. playing basketball, three on three basketball. Uh, we, it's not the first, and it won't be the last. I'm telling you, it maybe it's just I'm I'm getting old out here, but it's always you. There's a lot of ginger walking after basketball. What's it, what was your stat line? What was your stat line? Oh, I don't know. We play. We just did games to eleven, so we kept rotating teams. I'm not too mad about it. I hadn't picked up a basketball since December, so uh, I don't know. I think it went pretty well. Obviously, uh, the winner of the weekend uh, was was Reed Stevens. That kid's a, a baller. But I watched Reed play when he was at Stockton High School when they went to the state uh, tournament. Yeah. He was a heck of a point guard for them. Him and his teammate Justin Wiltfong was a great uh, four, kind of a stretch four guy. They had a good team, coached by uh, his dad, of course, at the time. Yeah. Uh, and so they were they were a pretty good basketball team over at Stockton Boys. I remember seeing them a few years back. Um, Down in yeah. 1A, yeah. Yeah, they were pretty good. They were a good basketball team. Really good team there at Stockton. I enjoyed watching them play. Um, yeah, I was hoping to get your stat line. I was hoping to, you know, well, we had, you know, I think I had four points, four boards, seven turnovers, oh. and two assists. We, that that does seem about right. We played <laughs> we played for about two hours, so I could not tell you. I will tell you the, the Christian stat line is, is like watching J.J. Reddick. There's a lot of triple tries. Uh, yeah, one for 30. <laughs> it, I don't know. It, it wasn't too bad. I'm not mad at it. Uh, let's see my stat line of the weekend, four loads of laundry, two, uh, two dishes, 20 dirty diapers. That was my stat line of the weekend. Hope Only you 20. It. That feels low. <laughs> well, you know, I got to give credit. Our middle son, he's, he's learning to pot. He's doing some potty training right now and he is picking hey, it up. So go. I got to give a shout out. Um, he's doing pretty good, so we, we appreciate that. Is he effort. winner of the weekend? Uh, we don't have it all the way figured out yet, so we're going to hold the winner for okay. for a deal. Right. But I'm glad you that's bring fair. up winner of the weekends because it is a Monday, and that's what we do. There are two kinds of people in this world. There's winners and there's losers. Which ones were which this past weekend? I want winners. Loser, yeah. you're a loser. It's the weekend's winners and losers on the Morning Blitz. Want to be a winner, be a winner. And leading us off this morning, Christian Peck Dimmitt. We've got perhaps uh, the most obvious winner of the weekend. Uh, sadly, one that I did not get to experience live. That those games, I should say, that were set uh, for the Colby Eagles to play on Friday. They instead played on Saturday, of course, and didn't get to watch this live. But a great win for the Kansas Jayhawks and. Eventually, you think you think somehow, some way, there's maybe something left for them to do to silence us. It feels like we always find something negative to bring up about this team, all of which is justified. They're you know they've had their struggles, but 
a huge win over a Houston Cougars team that was basically putting everyone in front of them to the buzzsaw. 78-65, and despite a late run from the Cougars, kind of middle-late in that second half, it was never super close because the uh, Jayhawks jumped out to a nice lead and really had it all in hand since then. It was a huge game for basically every Jayhawk. Name a starter. Kevin McCuller had 17.7 boards. Hunter Dickinson had 28 and four, st- uh, four assists. Excuse me. And K.J. Adams, who we keep talking about as a guy who needs to be spoon-fed his baskets, which is true, He's still a monster on both ends for this Kansas team. What he's doing on both sides of the basketball is huge. And seven assists to lead not only the team actually was too shy of the game lead uh, for assists. That's huge from the big man. And he played 36 minutes, also 17 points uh, for Johnny Furphy, who just keeps stacking together. Monster games, six of seven from the field. And what a huge huge win and if you say that the fog spots some 10 points then maybe it would have been a close game but without it man a monster win and this one sets you up well for March the talk has been that they won't be a one seed they keep stacking wins together like that they just might be no doubt the fog gives them 10 points that's just going to be a rule of thumb going forward it's a 10 point cushion for Kansas they start up 10-0 So if you win at Allen Fieldhouse, you've really done something. I'm not shocked by this outcome. When I saw that Houston beat Kansas, it's not saying like, or sorry, when I saw the Kansas beat Houston, I was not saying like, jeesh, there's a shocker. No, it's not. Kansas plays unbelievable at home. It's the best college basketball atmosphere in the nation. It's the best. It's hard to win there. If you win there, that should be like a quad double one victory. You know, instead of the quad one, it's like a quad, you know, whatever. Maybe it's .5 since they go lower every time they go up. I don't know. Whatever you want to call it. I was going to say, you got to drop it. Quad zero win. I mean, it should be above everything else because that's what you do. Houston is a great basketball team because they they do the Holy Trinity very well. But the problem is the Holy Trinity does not include scoring a whole bunch of points at times. They're not a great offensive team. You know, you're great what you practice at. You're great at what you practice at. For example, I know that the Goodland Cowboys practice shooting a lot. Guess what the Goodland Cowboys are good at doing? Shooting the basketball. They're a pretty darn good shooting team. They practice it a lot. You know what I know Houston is good at doing? At playing defense. They practice it a ton. I was was visiting with the Goodland Cowboy head basketball coach Mikey Dahl, and he was telling me about, you know, Houston, they spend 20 minutes a day working on how you defend ball screens. 20 minutes a day. That's a lot of time. According to the coach, I'll believe it. Um, I'm not a basketball coach, but I'm just sitting there thinking, if you work that amount of time on that kind of stuff, you're working on other things in your defensive game, so you're not always working on your offense, which is fine. That's okay. You can work on your defensive stuff. But when you got to go and get points, sometimes that's hard to do, and especially on the road at Kansas where shots are going to fall more for the Jayhawks. They're just going to. They're going to ride the waves of their fans. So I'm not shocked by this. It's still a great win for Kansas, but I'm not going to sit here and say, oh my gosh, I can't believe they did that. You know, that that's that that to me was semi-expected, but you're right. A great win for Kansas, and they're going to do what they always do almost every single year. They're going to kind of they're lose a game here or there. They'll struggle a little bit at times, 
but they'll still find a way to be a top two seed in the tournament. That's what'll happen. I mean, it it seems that way, and they have their critics, us, and they have things worth critiquing them about because, hey, guess what? The bench still didn't score the basketball uh, on Saturday, but when you score seven or when you shoot seventy percent from the field, sixty-eight point nine percent from the field, you don't really need it. And here's the thing: is that the thing that we've critiqued them about also has been their three-point shooting, forty-six percent from beyond the arc. That's huge. And at home, as usual, they didn't shoot a ton <laughs> of them. I get that it's at home. That shouldn't discount a win over the number four no, team in the nation not. that has seemed borderline unbeatable as of late no you're right it does not and they've got a great stretch here you know they got to go, of course tonight's so the sunflower showdown k-state KU. we'll talk more on that in our last segment um that's a big game tonight obviously and that being at kansas state with with that crowd and and that will be a nut house and that'll be a tough that'll be a tough game to possibly try and win um you've got a, you got home against baylor which is on saturday that's a that's a good basketball team, but you're at home. Then you've got two road games at Texas Tech and Oklahoma. You know, like I said, you've you've got some games on your schedule. They're going to drop a game or two probably again here down the stretch. But once again, if they do what they do at home, which is just win, they're going to be fine because they're going they're not going to lose more road games than what they'll win. If you get what I'm saying, they'll win more road games than what they'll lose the rest of the way out. And like I said, that'll earn them a top two seed in the NCAA tournament, maybe even a number one seed, depending on how other teams around the nation falter and fall. I know I said it just a second ago that they're eyeing down a one seed right now after word that they wouldn't get it, but that is still a long way away. Let's be clear on that. They, especially with the schedule that they have left that Ross just outlined for top four in the country, number one seed might still be tough for them. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. No doubt a winner of the weekend. A big win at home. Huge win um, for Kansas basketball. My winner of the weekend, I'm sticking with the local boys. I'm not trying to be homer, but it's deserving. So Goodland basketball is a winner of the weekend. Both girls and boys win down at Holcomb on Friday. Girls get the avenge victory over Holcomb that they lost to in in December. It keeps them on top of the GWAC. And they did it this time down at Holcomb, not being totally healthy. They were dinged up by some minor injuries and some health stuff. Did not matter. They went down there. They took care of their business. They made a season-high six threes. They were really good. Uh, you know, I, I'm limiting their turnovers. They protected the basketball really well against Holcomb. Um, and they, you know, they made some shots when they needed it. And so a huge win for the Cowgirls as they go down to Holcomb and get a victory. And then the real super winner of the weekend is the Goodland Cowboys because they did something that they had never done. That is win at Holcomb. They beat them uh, down. They beat them uh, there on Saturday uh, in a pretty convincing win down at Holcomb. They were they were great. They came out of the gates. They threw the first punch, and they never really looked back. Lincoln Cure was an absolute dude. A career high twenty five points. He was everywhere, getting deflections and steals and dunks, um, knocking down three threes. He did it all. It was a great game for Lincoln Cure, no doubt the best of his career, and really. With the win at Holcomb, you know, the Cowboys have really started to cement themselves as sub-state favorites. You know, they're going to be that number one seed with that kind of win. And here's the other thing, you know, that 
they're trying to do something that hasn't been done in a very long time. When do you think the last time Goodland Cowboy basketball went to the state tournament? <laughs> That's a great question. I wouldn't know. 1996 was the last oh, time they geez. went to the state tournament, so you weren't even alive. It's <laughs> true. So it was. It's been a long time since they've been to the state tournament. Now, once again, can't get looking ahead. All that stuff, totally true. And you've got some challenging games on the road at Lakin. Uh, pretty good and an up and improving Ulysses team coming up. You've got to go to Scott City. You've got, of course, Colby here t- tomorrow night. Challenging schedule the rest of the way. But if they play like they did down at Holcomb, they're a very, very tough out. They're going to be a very difficult out. You know, they won 65-49 at Holcomb, a place that, that like you've said before, they rarely lose. They'd lost like six times in the last couple of years. And they hadn't allowed their first home loss of the season. And they took it to them. So huge wins for Goodland Cowgirl basketball and Goodland Cowboy basketball. Uh, Cowgirls winning 50-41. Cowboys winning 65-49. Huge wins. Um, like I said, the girls are cementing themselves as being possibly GWAC League champs again. And the Cowboys may not get that league championship title, but they're putting themselves in a position to be that top-seeded substate possibly. So they're no doubt to me a winners of the weekend. Is Has it ever happened that they've both been ranked this late in the year? Not in my time. I don't know where to go find that kind of information. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't think so. You know, kind of going back through the annuals of Goodland basketball and looking back at like because I was I was just starting to get, you know, I'm not I don't try, I'm not trying to look ahead. I'm not. But you kind of start preparing yourself as a broadcaster on what could be. And so I started digging into the annuals of state basketball tournament stuff. And finding out, you know, well, they hadn't been there since 1996. They went there a couple times in the 90s. They haven't won a game at the state tournament since the early 80s. And I think, think I don't think they've won a title since the 60s. I'm not saying that they're going to get that done this year. I have no clue uh, what's expected around the state. I just know that this is a really good basketball team. And they're playing at a very high level right now. So we'll see what happens. But uh, really playing well. And no doubt winners of the weekend with their victories at Holcomb. Doing something that... Especially on the boys' side, that had never been done. That's that deserves a winner of the weekend, Tim. You got a secondary winner of the weekend, Christian? I do, and uh, we are getting a little bit close to the end of the segment here. Uh, but it's certainly worth a moment to say that the uh, Colby wrestling teams are deservedly winners of the weekend. The girls won the GWAC. GWAC champs. That's huge. The uh, boys were runner-up. In the GWAC and just a great to, I mean, I was going to say cap off a great season, but they still have a lot left to go. And we talked to Cole Garcia on Saturday. He was pretty clear with his kids. This is big. This is huge. You know, go out there, give it your shot, you know, all you got. But there's still a lot of wrestling uh, that is, frankly, more important down the stretch of this season. But this is still just huge. Amanda Yeager, female wrestler of the year. Tucker Wark on the boys' side, co-male wrestler of the year. They had five GWAC champs on the girls' side, four on the boys' side. Boys had four runner-ups. Girls had two. Ridiculous. Just a great, great showing on Saturday in the event center. Got to go out and watch some of that and up and down throughout the day, as wrestling always is. But great, great weekend from the Eagles and deservedly winners of it. 
Yeah, Eagles had Lady Eagles had five champions: Aspen Sharp at 120, Cora DeGood at 110, Amanda Yeager at 130, uh, Morgan Hills 135, Alana Fabricius at 170. Uh, Eagle Boys had four champs: Ryder Dempenwolf at 113, Cade McCarty 120, Tucker Work at 132, Cam Lilly at the heavyweight. Um, yeah, great weekends for them. Tip of the cap to uh, some other area teams. Goodland they got third on the girls' side, three top or six top three placers. Destiny Gonzalez won at 140. Uh, Goodland boys, they placed seventh, which was last place. They had three. Uh, they had they had a first place finish there with Logan France at 190 pounds. Logan's having himself a really good season uh, on the mat. You know, no doubt, Colby is having a phenomenal year. Even though the boys finished second to Scott City, the girls winning the title. This this is a this is a great first season for Cole Garcia and for Colby Eagle Wrestling. They're having a they're having a great run, and I expect them to have continued success. Uh, rolling into the postseason here in the next few days. So I look forward to seeing how that all shakes out. But great weekend for them. While we're on the topic of wrestling, great weekend for Hoxie Boys. They won the Panther invite in Peaburg. Uh, they had a had 166 total team points, four first-place finishers, ENG and Cola, Duncan Bell, Easton Nicholson, and Sam Watkins all finishing there. St. Francis had a champion at the Peaburg invite with Shane Todd, first at 132. Uh, good showing for them. Also solid showing from... Uh, Oakley at the Peaburg Lady Panther invite. Uh, they finished in sixth place, had four placers, two champions, Callie Wagner, Tavia Kane. So busy weekend of wrestling, but it's only going to get busier because postseason wrestling is just around the corner. That's for sure. Before we move on, I want to just give a quick tip of the cap and a shout out to a small winner of the weekend, although I don't think it's very small, but I got to give a tip of the cap and a winner of the weekend of the NFL. I think they've once again found a little bit of, I'm not going to say it's gold. I'm going to say they found some silver in the Pro Bowl games. I think they might have found something here. The Pro Bowl games are actually kind of fun to tune in and watch. To see these guys mic'd up, and whether it's the flag football game, which was pretty darn competitive, it ended up being like, what, a one-score game there in the flag football games? Mm-hmm. On That was a fun game. To the skills competition, whether it's snapping the ball uh, into a bunch of different holes and targets, uh, the, the, the ca- how many balls can you catch or hold on to while you catch the punt? Miles DeGood, I think it was Miles DeGood or whatever, the guy who caught the one where he got into, I don't know what his name Killebrew. was. Killebrew. Thank you, Miles Killebrew. He made the catch where he had the between his legs and then caught it. That was impressive. So I, I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, I mean, it's hard to have an all star game anymore at the football ranks because people just aren't tough enough. They don't want to go and get hit with their bodies and sacrifice their bodies again. They don't want to that do that. That is not a toughness thing. That's just that's a cerebral decision. Make sure that you're going to put your body on the line when it counts. They're used to, they used to do all-star injured. games and stuff and used to have this all the time. I know, so, but we don't have Sean Taylor risking concussions and brain trauma in a Pro Bowl anymore, and it makes sense. That's not soft. That's not Charmin crap. That's being <laughs> smart with your body and your money. It's. Bo- I'm just going to agree to say that it's both. You are being smart, but it is also soft. So I'm just going to say that. It is smart, but it's also ridiculous. soft. Ridiculous. Nonetheless, the Pro Bowl games are a win of the weekend. They're, they are pretty decently entertaining. I will give the NFL some credit. So once again, the NFL finds some silver, not the typical gold that they find. But they find some silver, and so the Pro Bowl games, I think, are a success. So they are a winner of the weekend. So anyway, there you go. Our weekend winners. Uh, Like I said, really good weekend overall in sports. Let's take a break. We come back. It's time for the losers.
Who were the losers of the weekend? I got one in particular. Uh, hopefully Christian doesn't steal it from me. If not, I'm just going to ride his coattails. That's next here on The Morning Blitz.